Hello everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Isaac. And you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This podcast is a watch through of Avatar The Last Airbender. We will be discussing each episode in detail and giving our opinions on it. So stick around and be a part of the conversation. Just as a warning, this episode does feature spoilers from Avatar The Last Airbender. This is a teen rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome everyone to the first episode of the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. This podcast is going to be me and Rachel talking about Avatar. So first we're starting with the Last Airbender series. And then uh, later on we're going to get into Legend of Korra and then other types of episodes special to those series. As well as comics. Maybe the movie. Maybe. We might live stream the movie. So watch out for that. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, like I said, some special episodes like ship episodes or episodes relating to specific things within the Avatar universe. Yes, um, but we are actually watching this uh, last Airbender series on the Amazon box set. So I believe it's about five discs for each season and four episodes in each disc. So basically we're going to be watching four episodes for each podcast episode. Yeah. So this episode is going to be the first four episodes of The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. So uh, do you want to just get right into it? Sure. Okay, so episode one is titled The Boy and the Iceberg. I like, so Isaac's the type that he like sat and took very detailed notes and yeah. I made like two <laughs> notes in the first episode and then from that point on I made none. So this is going off strict memory and bouncing off of whatever Isaac <laughs> wrote down. Oh, also... um. We have already seen this series multiple times. Um, we just thought we would do a rewatch and kind of hone in on the little details of characters and um, plot and stuff like that. Yeah, it so. has been a, a long while since we've watched it, though. We it realized has. that yeah. watching it through. We're like, what? I don't remember this happening. <laughs> I'm just going to say right off the bat, most iconic intro out of any, I think, any cartoon. Their intro where she's like, yeah. where Katara's like... The Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> A child, no. You know, that is, honestly, I, I'd i have to agree with you with that. Not Probably not the best, but one of the best. It puts you in that mood. Yeah, and it's it's pretty unique in the way that they do it because it is their intro, but it's done so differently from other cartoons. Because other cartoons are just like a lame intro song. Well, not all of them. Yeah, and a lot of things they say about it is, I believe Aang can save the world or talking about a hundred year war. And they really focus on that throughout the whole series, and that's something I have to commend them for, because there's a lot of shows, or cartoons specifically, that will have an intro that lays out the groundwork for the entire series, but don't necessarily follow through with every single thing in it. Mm -hmm. I feel like Avatar is one of those series that really does a good job in following through with everything. Yeah, I can see that. Right off the bat, starts out with Katara and Sokka on a boat, and they believe that they're fishing for their village, trying to get food. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Um, and Katara's waterbending this fish while Sokka thinks he can catch a fish Which with a spear. Which is actually literally legit when you yeah. watch her do it. Uh, but you can tell she's obviously not that skilled. But then Sokka's like, oh, you're just a girl, you can't do it. <laughs> can I just say Sokka? They kind of made Sokka, I didn't realize how... <clears throat> sexist stereotype he is i that's the one thing in the beginning that here's the thing is it's like if it doesn't 
when when guys are like that, it's annoying as a woman to have to deal with it. But for the most part, I don't care. Like, I'm just like, whatever. But in the beginning episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender... It's, like, so evident. It's, like, every episode, multiple times, you're just like, okay, Sokka, we get it. But I think it's also, and we've talked about this before, his development from that period to the last episode is so drastic, especially when it comes to that sexist mindset. And I think that's why they add it in the beginning, because they want to show his development into a different person. I think a lot of it, too, has to do with the village and where they're raised. Because you think of the Southern Water Tribe, there's not very many people from there, Mm -hmm. especially in their village. So he's one of the only men, and it's I'm assuming that he's like their protector or one of the protectors. So he's of course he's going to take on that alpha male role. I think that's exactly where it comes from is he thinks But that, I don't think that he's that alpha male and I think it gets to his head. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't think that it comes so naturally to him. So he forces himself to be what he wants to be and that's why he gets offended when women are stronger than him or able to do things that he's struggled with his whole life. Still love Sokka, but I just thought that was interesting. I didn't realize how much yeah, was in there. Yeah, love Sokka. Probably one of my favorite characters in the series. <laughs> but it is funny to rewatch it after not watching it for a while and watch his character in the beginning and think like, oh man, I never noticed these traits about him. Yeah. Or how intense they are, I guess. Then their boat breaks and they're kind of like stuck on these pieces of ice in the water kind of floating around. And Katara's angry at Sokka because... He's trying to maneuver through these ice pieces and end up breaking the boat. So they're, they don't really have a way home anymore um, unless they swim, which they're probably going to freeze to death if they try to swim back to their village. So Katara gets angry, and in that anger, she doesn't realize it, but she's breaking this massive iceberg behind them. And the iceberg eventually drops into the water. The water pushes them into a more open area of water. And then all of a sudden, that's when the glowing starts to happen underwater. And it's that iceberg that Aang was stuck in. And I thought that was a really cool way to introduce Avatar into it, you know? It's just kind of like, oh, no one really knew he where he was. And these kids just happened to find him underwater. But they don't know that it's the Avatar. <laughs> which I'm like... I don't know how closed off the Southern Water Tribe is, but if... Isaac, their tribe's like 12 people. I think for the most part, they're pretty closed off. Okay, It would make... But then they have... No, No. because then they have information on specific things, and you're like, okay, how do you know that? No, and then then when they go to visit the air temple, they're like, um, the water... I mean, all this stuff. The Fire Nation attack, and I don't know what's going to be there. It's like, okay, so you know that there's no airbenders left, (laughs) But when you meet this airbender, I think it's because, think about it, when you have an, at least for me, once you get into the Avatar universe, when you see how avatars are, you don't imagine like a 10, 12 year old boy that just wants to penguin sled. (laughs) So to me, I could understand where they'd probably be like, whoa, who's this kid at first? You know, kind of confused as to like, oh, there's another airbender, not realizing till later on that he's actually the last airbender who is in turn the avatar. Yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, I just realized, obviously, they're going to... Th- Nobody knows what happened to him. They just think he's hiding. Mm-hmm. So obviously, they're going to think he's like 100 yeah, years old. Yeah, it's been 100 and- years. So they yeah. think, yeah, exactly. Oh, he is 100. He's 12 because he said he's 112. So never mind what I just said. That was uh, cringy, but... Uh- <laughs> So then it cuts to Zuko's timeline, and he's actually in pursuit of the Avatar on his ship. I really like how they have different timelines throughout the whole thing. 
And I like how they can switch in between those, but it doesn't feel like there's a bunch happening, if that makes sense. You still understand where everyone is at without it feeling like it's crammed in there. Mm-hmm. And can I just make a comment about how much I really don't like Zuko with his hair? With the bald head ponytail. <laughs> I cannot wait till he gets hair. Cannot well, wait. Season Is it season two or season three? I don't know. I don't remember. It's when he has his like... No, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Yeah, we're, wait, we're, we're only in the first way, episode. <laughs> we're way too far ahead. Um, this okay. is how much we love Avatar. We just get scattered. So, the animation I love. From a nostalgia standpoint and just, it brings me back to when I fell in love with animation and art and character design. Um, Avatar, when I think about it, is like the number one show that really sparked my creativity when it comes to storytelling. It's because it it is one of those shows that is super creative and puts you in this fantasy world that you're just like, man, I wish I was there. Even at 25 years old, I still feel the same way about it that I did when I was a kid. I mean, I look at things differently now, but the feelings it gives me in that wanting to be in that kind of world is still there. It still interests me. It still is like, whoa, that's so cool. How cool would it be? To live in a world like this. Well, I mean, not when the Fire Nation's attacking, because yeah. <laughs> that might suck. Unless you're part of the Fire Nation. But getting back to the plot, Zuko seems really ruthless. His honor rests on the Avatar's capture, and that sucks. Yeah. Like, how sucky is that? Your dad disowns you and says, don't come back until you have the Avatar. And so you're thinking no, your whole... No, his dad didn't even tell him that. He thinks... Oh, Zuko thinks true. in his head that... If he brings his dad the Avatar, then his dad will take him back. But his dad has just fully disowned him. Dang, that must suck. But he's still trying. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) And your sister's a psycho. Yeah, your sister's a psycho, your dad's a psycho. And he's so mean to Iroh. He's so demanding, and Iroh's just kind of like... He just takes it. I think it's because Iroh Iroh knows knows, deep down that something's going to change. And he's just kind of there to watch over him till it happens. Yeah. But it does bug me. It's like when you're at a grocery store and you see kids yelling at their parents and their parents just taking it. That's what it reminds me of and it drives me crazy because I'm like, Zuko, treat your uncle with fucking respect. Um, But then we get some backstory and it's 100 years ago. Aang sinks with Appa in the storm. Uh, He freezes himself in an iceberg. So I wonder why or he was over in that area. Where we're at in our watch, they haven't really explained exactly how he got there. They've just kind of showed us what happened. But shortly after that backstory plays, Aang meets the whole village, which is literally 12 people. Uh, Kara was like, Aang, are you ready to meet the whole village? And then they show the whole village and you're like, oh, I didn't realize. I don't remember it being that small. I thought it was like a prosperous, not like a big village, but not a small, small village, you know? Yeah. The Northern Water Tribe is the one is the water tribe that's like prosperous. Remember? Yeah, um, Katara is the only waterbender in the South Pole. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. Okay, can we just talk about Katara for a second? Because so Isaac watched the four episodes before I did, probably like a couple hours before I did, and he comes into my room and he's like, "I can't stand Katara. Oh my gosh." And so I'm watching it thinking like, like what I'm in the beginning before I'm going to watch it. I'm thinking, man, is there something about Katara? Because when I was a kid, I always felt like I, I loved Katara. I identified with Katara. 
And so I was like, well, maybe I miss, I always miss something. But I was watching it and I felt the same way, if not more, than I did when I was a kid where I was like, wow, I really do identify with her. I don't know. It's just that typical character that wants the best for everyone, um, especially for themselves. But when it comes to them, it's like no one's going to get in their way, even if it's like fud up does that make sense but can you blame her like i think can't about blame it. her because she's she... the only waterbender in her tribe she just wants to learn how to like hone in on her skills and her brother is sextus and like cannot sextist <laughs> sextist <laughs> cannot stand the fact that she's able to do things that he's not you know yeah and she tries to and it's like she's trying to be even though they have their grandma that she's trying to be like the monarchy of her family well and her, her mom's her, her dead, mom de- yeah you know and, she's and she just, probably feels like the death of her mom was her fault because they were looking for a waterbender and the mom pretend like it was her yeah exactly so think about all this stuff that rests on her shoulders dang and how she does try to take care of like even when in the episode, like, four, were that the air temple? Or is that three? That's episode four, right? Three. Three? Well, like, she's so worried about Aang finding out about his we're getting a- air temple. You know? <laughs> Katara and Aang find a crash ship. And um, this is where you find out that Katara is more of that um, kind of, like, watching over people. You know, there might be booby traps in the ship. But Aang's like, you're not going to be a good waterbender unless you're fearless. So we kind of... It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, she was right about it. And they end up setting off a booby trap. And what do you know? A giant flare comes out. And Zuko finds out their location and the village. Can I just say, everyone gets so upset at Katara <laughs> and Aang for setting off this trap and alerting the Fire Nation. Okay. But Zuko really isn't that far away. And all he literally does is, like, he has his little, like, binoculars, zooms Telescope. in. Telescope. Yeah, sees Aang and Katara running, and then literally happens to go all the way to the left. He's yeah. like, "Want to you know? There's their hideout." Yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> first of all, if he was that close to it already, he probably would have found it without." Yeah, it was just a matter of time. Big firework or flame going up. Yeah. So then back, this says to be continued into episode two. This one's called "The Avatar Returns." So, basically, Katara and Aang come back, and they're like, look, we know we fought up, and all the rest of the village is like, we're ready to disown you right now, like, y'all better go. Uh- yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're so quick. They are, lit- for Aang, they're like, get rid of him, he's nothing but trouble. And then as soon as they find out that he's the Avatar, they're like, no, we need him, come back, go get him. <laughs> the grandma? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, we'll get to it, okay, so, <laughs> um... Sokka's preparing to fight. Um, I don't know about you, but I was watching and I was like, Sokka's not going to be able to take them on. Like, I don't even know why he's trying right now. It goes back to him trying to do what he believes is I right for it, him. I get it. I get it. But when you're up um, against a firebender who actually has skills and has yeah. been practicing on their bending. And troops with him. And troops. And Iroh. Iroh just sits and like, yeah. has tea while everyone <laughs> fights me <laughs> the music in this show top tier yeah they they create that suspense with that traditional chinese or um different cultural sounds a lot of percussions which i really like yeah really puts you in the atmosphere so zuko shows up and breaks through the freaking village with okay the there's ship. only 12 people they're so how big is the village <laughs> 
And then Sokka and Zuko have their whole little fight scene. They get a few shots on each other. And then Aang, or no, Zuko grabs the grandma. Me and Rachel laugh so hard because he just kind of grabs her. He just reaches into like their little 12 group of people and then grabs the grandma. And it, the way that it's just animated made me laugh. because It's like, like, wow, you're going to grab the oldest person you literally, that's Literally, you could grab anyone and you just pick the oldest lady you could find. Way to go, Zuko. Wow. Trash human. Way to go, bald-headed, <laughs> ponytail-looking Zuko. Okay, but Aang's bald-bald. Okay, but he looks cool-bald. True. Um, so then Aang shows up, as he does, and helps them by surrendering. And um, Katara's like, no! And then he goes on the ship with them. Yeah. Breaks free, because he's the Avatar. And then, this is... Okay, this is another moment... So Aang's captured, it's on like Katara's point of view and she's like beating herself up, talking crap about everything and like, oh no, we lost him. This is the part where I'm like, I don't know why Katara would do that. She's like beating herself up and talking crap to Sokka, not realizing that Sokka has a boat for them and she's like, oh, you're so bad at this. And then when he shows a boat, she's like, okay, I'm all in. I told you, like, that is a typical girl. To me, when I saw that happen, I just laughed because I'm like, yeah. Th- she's like, what, 14, 15 years old, right? I thought she was a lot younger, but Aang's 12, so it would make sense that she's I guess like I'm 15. just trying, I have Katara on this pedestal because she is more or less the mother of the group. Yeah, she definitely gives mom vibes the entire time. <laughs> she's the well, ultimate mom. I think she, I think about it, in that situation, you realize that this kid is the avatar. So obviously he knows how to waterbend or he, or he can take you somewhere to teach you how to harness your skills, which is all she wants. And then that gets taken away from you. And you're just like, man, I don't want to be stuck here forever. I want to go do something. I want to go help the world. So you're frustrated. You're releasing your frustrations. And then Sokka's just there and he's like, can you just shut up so we can go? Typical Sokka <laughs> response. But then the grandma shows up and she's like, yes, I'm all for this now. All the Yeah, sudden. and then two seconds before that, she was like, no, mm. get rid of him. He's a nuisance, you know? Yeah. So me and Rachel were like, fake like, hoes in this village. Make your mind up. We got some fakeness going on in this village. There are 12 people. Backstabbing. No. <laughs> 12 people imagine the, Ooh, the, the crowd that gets drama. talked. Ooh. Oh, anyways, um... So they Wait, are end we up not going to talk about penguin sledding or is that not till the X? So everyone, I feel like anyone that has watched Avatar knows about penguin sledding. And for some reason, this watch through, Isaac and I just found it hilarious. Penguin sledding because you have Aang and Katara penguin sledding. But I'm just thinking like, man, those poor penguins bellies. Uh, yeah, like, they have all the, like, I mean, penguins do that all the time, but... Not when you have all this like weight on you, hundred pounds on your back or more. We made a joke that they're that they're, the penguin stomachs are all like ripped up and there's like blood and they're like, oh fuck, Aang, mine died. <laughs> My penguin died. And I Aang's went like, too intense on sledding. And it's so. like I brought another one. It's unconscious. Just get back on it. Because <laughs> and we were just watching. It was one of those moments where we were just laughing the entire time because we we're like. Wow, this was real life. Those poor penguins' bellies. They'd be like ripped up blood. Oh. Blood everywhere in the snow. And by the time they got to where they needed to, the penguin would be dead. <laughs> and when Aang comes back into the village, it is episode one or two that they do this. Because when he comes back into the village to save them from Zuko, he comes sledding in on a penguin, remember? And yeah. we just started laughing. Anyways, back to the plot. 
So Katara and Sokka realize, oh, Appa still exists, so let's use him. And Sokka figures out the turn, or the, yep, 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 the little, like, I don't know what you'd call that. What is that called? I don't know. Like a, get on, get. Go on, get. (laughs) It's Sokka's go on, get. Go on, get. Um, And they end up flying, and they find the ship. In this moment, it pans to Aang and Zuko, and Aang is actually the little speedster going through, making his way downtown, walking fast, faces past, and he's homebound. And then he breaks through his little, like, rope thing, chains, and he finds his little staff slash... Glider. Glider thing. Um, But then he gets trapped in a room with Zuko, and they have to battle it out. And then eventually they make it outside of the ship, and Zuko knocks Aang into the water. And Katara and Sokka are just watching this whole thing go down. They're like, well, what do we do? Aang enters the Avatar state. What? He enters the Avatar state underneath the ship and ends up spiraling out like a water cyclone thing and spraying water all over the ship, rendering some of the soldiers unconscious. Um, and that's when Katara and Sokka go down and try to help him. But eventually, the gang gets away from them by causing a huge kind of like obstruction. They literally like crash a fireball into an iceberg. Then Katara asks Aang why he never told them that he's Avatar. And this is a really cool moment for the animation. There's like a cloud, like a shadowy cloud that goes over him. And you can tell it's kind of like... For Aang, he's like, he didn't really want to be the Avatar, you know? Yeah, he didn't ask for it. You can tell it's like a dark place in his mind. It's like the one thing he struggles with. But for me, the really cool thing about Avatar, and I think they did an amazing job with this, is they took this 12-year-old boy... Who, let's keep in mind, this whole series is literally about kids yeah, me and Rachel. saving the world. Like, kids taking on these big enemies. Or, I mean, Zuko, I guess, is the main villain of the first season. And he's intimidating to some extent, but at the end of the day, he's like a teenager, you know? Yeah. But back to what I was saying, it's just cool because... Aang is conflicted. He's a 12-year-old boy. At 12 years old, you just want to go have fun with your friends and hang out and do stuff. And that's all he wants to do. But then he's also conflicted with that side of him that's telling him, like, hey, you're the Avatar and you're the only one that can save the world. And it's just cool because if you think about if you were in that position at 12 years old, you would probably respond the same way. Because your conscience is literally built up of all the previous Avatars. So it's kind of hard not to feel that way. But it's also like, I'm 12, I want to go play hide and go seek or hang out with friends, you know? Yeah, I just thought it was cool that they went with that darker route. Because before this, we haven't really seen anything that's like super somber and dark. Um, And then shortly after, um, Katara basically tells him, like you were just saying, he's the only one that can save the world. And then there's like light that breaks through the clouds. And I thought that was a cool moment. It's kind of like foreshadowing for the rest of the series, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know? From this point on, you're like, okay... He's going to have to save the world, and yeah. that's what we're here something, along watching. Something I definitely didn't see in my first few watch-throughs, but that's because I was looking for it. Anyways, on episode three, it's called the Southern Air Temple. I didn't realize how fast they go to the Southern Air Temple. Yeah, no, I did, and then they, episode four, Kyoshi Island, I didn't realize how quickly it happens. Because there's when we get to the actual, like, into the season, deeper into the season, there's so much, like, filler, I guess you can say, which I like the filler of Avatar, we talked about this, but it's it seems to drag on forever. So that's why I didn't think that we would be where yeah. we're at as soon as we are. And I also didn't realize that that's Aang's home. 
that's where he's from. Mm -hmm. So maybe that explains why he was in the Southern Water Temple when the storm happened. And he froze himself. Uh, Pans to Zuko, and he's actually on, he's docked on the, on Commander Zhao's harbor. Oh, yeah. And he's like, we can't let anyone know about the damage of the ship, what caused it, we can't let them know that the avatars are there. I forget how quickly they meet him. Yeah. Because I remember he was, like, the big bad of this season. Yeah, he's kind of one of those characters where you're like, oh, he's kind of intense. Yeah. Um, but he's suspicious, as anyone would be, like, what could possibly cause that damage to that ship. And what's sad is what you have to realize is he's in a... Zuko's dad looks at generals... It's Zhao, right? Zhao? Zhao. Zhao looks at him better than he does his own son. And you can tell by the way the general speaks to Zuko, you know? Yeah, like, that's Pretty much sad. like you're nothing to your dad. Um, but then it pans to the gang and they make it to the Southern Air Temple. Whoa. Um, they, Katara and Sokka quickly realize what happened there. Um, they were slaughtered by Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. And Sokka actually finds a helmet of one of the Fire Nation soldiers. And Katara's like, well, Yeah, I thought this part was weird. Katara's, I think it, it was a live look at how she was processing all of it. Because at first she was like, Aang, come over here, look at this, you know? But then she was like, oh no, I don't want to hurt him. And then him. he comes over and she's like, hides what she was wanting to show yeah, him. But Katara, you can't hide the fact that they were slaughtered for that long. <laughs> Eventually, you're you're in an air temple. Yeah. You're gonna find dead bodies. <laughs> that was dark. I mean, given the circumstances yeah. of the show, you're gonna find dead bodies. Yeah, there's literal a literal genocide of um, air nomads, but they find Monk Gyatso's shrine, and there's a backstory which I really liked. It kind of I got that father figure. From you Monk can, Gyatso. Yeah, it wasn't just like a two-minute snippet. You understood the relationship between him and Aang. He felt like an elder. And I think that's why you understand what happens later in the episode happens. Monk Gyatso kind of gives me an elderly Aang vibe. So I think Aang kind of yeah, got his... Yeah, even that childishness yeah, of him. I think Aang kind of got that playfulness more from him than anything. Mm-hmm. So the backstory talks about how Aang, when he's 16, can enter this sanctuary which is inside the air the southern air temple um, but not until he's 16 you know and nobody knows well everyone knows what's in there pretty much but ang i think right no i don't think anyone knows what's oh, in there God well i mean me. maybe like the monks do that's what i meant oh i thought you meant like like ev- the katara monks. and Sokka knew and everyone else no. so i was like i don't think <laughs> katara's any- like i know exactly what's in here penguins um <laughs> So they end up going into the temple or the sanctuary. And what do you know? It's all of the past lives avatars. How cool that they're all in a air temple. Yeah. Like, all, obviously, the avatar is made up of all four elements. And I think it's cool that they're housed. Like, all the statues are housed in the southern air temple. Yeah, out of all temples. I think it's because Aang was... Well, no, because think about how much time that takes to make the statues, you know? And that whole spiraling room all the way to the top. How cool, though, for him to walk in and just, like, walk around and think, like, I know all these people. Yeah, I have this weird connection to all of them. I don't know them, but I do. Yeah. And then they stumble upon Roku. Avatar Roku. And Roku's statue's eyes kind of, like, gleam over, and so do Aang's. So, again, foreshadowing, like, he's probably going to have to learn from his past self, which was Roku. That, to me, I think is really cool. And Avatar across the universe has done this because it happens in Korra, too, with Aang and her. But it's just cool because it's like, 
you can you can call upon I feel like any avatar, but your the previous avatar before you obviously is the closest in relation to your time period. And I always feel like what you're struggling with is their strong suit. Exactly. And so it's like because Roku was fire and Aang is air. Think about how drastic those two are. Yeah. You know. And so Roku can give him insight on things that Aang may not feel comfortable with or not know and vice versa yeah i think that's really cool that they can actually like call upon their past selves um, yeah we will we'll go into much deeper yeah there's too much about there, that yeah because obviously that didn't happen in this episode but it's hard not to touch on those things because they are such cool moments momo appears momo and they think it's a fire soldier <laughs> Okay. Cringe. Tell anyway. me the way that they made it happen. It's no. so suspenseful. They do, and then they there's went like to a commercial break. Yeah, there's in the like an episode it. break. And I was thinking, man, if I was watching this live and didn't when know I was it was like Momo, kid, I'd be like, oh my gosh, the Fire Nation found them. Yeah. And it's just Momo. And it, Sokka's so hungry that he's trying to chase after him to eat him. And then Aang is like, oh my god, I haven't seen one of you guys in. A lemur. Yeah. And then he chases him. But Momo ends up leading Aang to... Literally leads him straight to... The dead bodies. Yeah, the dead bodies. For a kid's show at this time, was it 2006? This is like... 2005. No, it was 2006. This is kind of dark. They're showing all these like corpses and dead bodies and then all these dead Fire Nation soldiers. It leads up. The camera pans to Monk Gyatso's dead skeleton. And Aang's kind of like, okay, I know what happened here, finally, you know? And then he really enters the Avatar state. His grief, like, sends a spiritual message across the entire globe. Like, the Avatar is alive. Did you realize that? Every single tribe and nation was like, the Avatar's back. How cool is that, though? It gave me kind of goosebumps because I was like, yeah, the Avatar's back. And then they focus on the fire sages. Yeah. They're like, we gotta tell the um, Fire Lord. I'm just like... Dang it. Why does he have to know? Exactly. But then it pans to Zuko, and Zuko challenges Zhao to an Agni Kai... Or wait, no. Zhao finds out that the Avatar is alive. And he basically tells Zuko, like, no matter if you bring the Avatar back or not, your dad's not going to take you back. Your honor's gone, pretty much. Yeah, he doesn't love you anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So Zuko's like, that's not true. (laughs) Yeah, so, of course, what do you do in the Fire Nation when you have a confrontation? You challenge that person to To an Agni Kai. (laughs) Which is a battle to the death for yeah. those that don't know. Yeah. And this, to me, is a really cool scene because it showcases Zuko's abilities. And I think that so many times, especially in cartoons, the bad guy, there's always something about them. And I think it's more of like the fact that they're relentless in their in their pursuit to get someone yeah. is the intensity, is, is the max um, intensity of that villain. But here, you witness... Uh, Zuko's abilities and you're like dang like he's good you know he has skill and he could really he's fighting this man that's like three times two times three times older than him and beats him and then spares his life you know Mm -hmm. and it's just even in that moment though this is episode three the fact that he spares his life you can tell that he's already conflicting with something within himself because if he was truly, truly after his father's own heart, he would have killed him. Yeah. He would have not spared his life. He wouldn't have cared. He would have killed him. But he tells him, you know, like... He probably I'm would gonna... have killed Iroh. Yeah. Or tried. And he's like, I'm going to spare your life, but next time I won't. Yeah. And you know, like, that to me is a really cool scene because you're like, dang, now I am kind of worried because he is powerful. But then you are, you, you're also starting that, to see that side of Zuko where you're like, huh, 
Maybe he, he is a softy. Yeah, maybe there is a side to him that we just haven't seen yet. Just um, haven't seen it yet. Another cool thing about that scene is it put it into perspective. Each main character's drive, driving force and purpose in this show. Because mm-hmm. you have Katara. She wants to be a waterbender. Mm-hmm. Aang has to save the world. Sokka wants to be a warrior. Zuko wants to capture the Avatar. So it's just really interesting to me. To see where all of them are at and how this plays out. Each person has their own agenda, which somehow works together. Yeah. Or if it doesn't, they're kind of put in these circumstances together. Mm-hmm. So, the gang ends up leaving so the Southern Air Temple, and then episode four starts. Kyoshi Island. This is called The Warriors of Kyoshi, which, again, Tell I me- did not understand... Like, how quickly wh- they get there? Holy crap. How, I don't remember so them Suki's, being this quick. I feel like I love Suki's character, and I always felt like she didn't get introduced till way later on in season one for some reason, but obviously not. But can I just share my love for... I'm not a huge, like, earthbenders or, like, earth tribe, I, I guess you could say. I love the earthbenders and tribes. I, it's not that I don't like them, but they've just never been... Stand out. Yeah, I guess I've never just been like, oh my gosh, Earthbenders, I guess until Korra, you know? But Kiyoshi Island is one of those places where you're like, this is, I would legit want to live here if I was in the Avatar world. I just love Kiyoshi Island. I love the Kiyoshi Warriors. And Kiyoshi in general as an Avatar to me, for those that don't know, Kiyoshi was the Earthbender Avatar before Aang got into place. So it goes Aang, Roku, who's fire, and then Kiyoshi who is is it kiyoshi and then it's the waterbender yes yeah it is and then it's yang chen which is the girl the female airbender no what yeah oh yeah after yeah exactly but kiyoshi (laughs) is one of those avatars that's just like i find so interesting and cool she was ruthless yeah but to me i find her very interesting so going to kiyoshi island is one of those cool moments for me and not only is kiyoshi island so cool because of avatar kiyoshi and the kiyoshi warriors but you have the yunagi like this and serpent that just yeah, i forgot is there. how creepy it is yeah how big it's like it as big huge. as the island it's honestly huge. yeah i don't know how it doesn't just like kill everyone on the island i mean honestly. it almost does <laughs> um so they get captured by the kiyoshi warriors and Sokka's kind of beating himself up. This is again where it's like, come oh, on, just get over it. Aang doesn't care. Why should you care, you know? The Avatar does not care. Why are you caring? Yeah, the Avatar got captured by them. And he thinks it's cool. Yeah, you know? he's like, wow, you guys are like, you got us. Yeah. <laughs> got him. Foaming Mouth Guy appears, though. I didn't realize that was in this episode. Foaming Mouth Guy. Um, just for the fans, one of the greatest animation moments. But going back. The word gets out that uh, Aang is the Avatar and that he is here. So That he's at Kiyoshi Island, yeah. specifically. So, word gets around and there is a Fire Nation merchant that ends up getting the word and going to Zuko. And that's how Zuko finds out. So, obviously, his first reaction is to pursue that. Mm-hmm. So, he's on his way to Kiyoshi Island. And in this moment, Aang's like, oh, I could stay here forever. And Katara's kind of like, it's not smart for us to stay in the same place for very long. Which, she's right. And um, I think she's literally so ruled by her want and need to become a greater waterbender that she's just like, okay. Because their end goal is to end up at the Northern Water Tribe. 
So she's like, can we just go? Can we just go? Like, constantly just wants to be. Yeah, so they're having to travel across the world. Yeah. And and they're not even half, not even close to halfway. But before Zuko gets there, there's so many little things that happen that's just kind of like lighthearted, I guess, in those moments where you're like, oh, it's a little break before Zuko shows up, you know? Yeah, but they kind of stayed there too long. (laughs) Yeah. I felt bad at the end of the episode, but then I was also like, well. So while that's happening, though, Sokka kind of trains with Suki and the Kyoshi Warriors, Mm -hmm. and he actually dresses up as them, (laughs) which I thought was really funny. When that guy walks in, he's like, the Fire Nation is here. We need you girls. And he's like, he, he's like I'm not a girl, yeah. but whatever. And he has all the makeup on and the dress. Um, <laughs> or the warrior's outfit. But the Fire Nation shows up and just demolishes the entire village. Like, yeah. burning. And it's not a very big village to yeah. begin with. It's not much bigger than the Southern Water Tribe village, Katara's village. At the end, like, towards the end of the episode, her and Sokka jump on to Appa. And then Aang goes down on the um, Unak. Is it Unagi? Unagi. U- Unagi. I remember, we were conflicted. We're like, Unagi sounds so much better, but we think it's Unagi. Wait, she does? Yes. Look it up. Anyway, I'll take your word for it. She gets... Well, so she she gives Sokka a kiss, which I was like, what? I don't remember that. I forgot. That's I mean, going to be... That's going to play into the future. Uh, uh, acting like me and Rachel haven't seen this whole series. Um, <laughs> so then I guess they go... Wait, does she... She yes. does. No, Behind does she, the house. No. Before they get on Appa. Does she get on Appa now? I'm like... I don't think she does. I thought she did. I could have sworn I saw her get on Appa. I don't Appa. remember her getting on Appa. But I know that she goes with their group eventually. I don't... But they go back there again, okay, remember? we need to look this up. We'll let you guys they go know back next, there again. next episode if it they actually happens. They go happened. back there again to learn about what Kyoshi did when she separated the island, remember? Oh. So I don't think she, like... Because I remember her going with I them. I sworn I thought she did. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, can we just... Aang sacrifices himself and um, jumps off Appa and kind of controls the Unagi and puts out the fire. And they're like, well, they're like, thanks for burning our no, town down, no. but now the wa- there's pans, water, so it's good. After he puts out the fire, it pans to this old man <laughs> and he's like looking out the window up at the sky, like obviously at Aang. And he's like, thank you. And I just started laughing and I'm like, well, I mean, it was, it's his fault that the Fire Nation showed up and burnt your your whole village, but I mean, okay. Like, if he didn't stay there for long, your guys' village would still be intact. Not, not necessarily. I think as soon as it got out that he was there, they would have been screwed whether he was there or not. Just by him passing through. He could have, like, literally bought a cabbage and gone on with his life and true they probably would have still shown up but yes but um, then they get back on Appa somehow and they leave and that's the end of episode four so what are your thoughts so far favorite characters least favorite characters <clears throat> favorite character is Aang right now um just because of his innocence yet drive to do good and my least favorite character right now is probably Zuko yeah I know that that will, that will change but right now where the story's at Zuko is my least favorite my least favorite is Katara <laughs> I think we know that by now. She's just kind of... She's the only one that doesn't really, like... I don't think that's going to change much for you. The rest of them have drives past that. She's just kind of like, I guess I'll protect Aang. Well, everyone, this is where we're going to end the episode. I hope that our opinions on certain things didn't bother you, or if you have a different opinion. Actually, if you have a different opinion, or the same opinion, let us know, because Isaac and I would love to know... 
and get other people's views because so easy it's supernatural for us to look at things from our point of view but we're always interested to see what other people feel about certain episodes or events that take place and especially with avatar i love that we're doing this because it opens up such a opportunity for us to have conversations with people outside of who we talk to about avatar yeah (laughs) so um if you have any comments or comments questions concerns concerns (laughs) that you'd like to share let us know we will definitely get back to you guys but um i hope you enjoyed today's episode we will have another one out next week with the next four or five episodes one of these podcast episodes will include five avatar episodes the rest will all include four yeah so thank you guys for listening goodbye bye Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Let's Talk Avatar. I'm Isaac. And I'm Rachel. You can find us on our website at nonessentialmedia.com. On Instagram under nonessentialmedia. On Twitter at nonessentialm. And on Facebook by searching nonessentialmedia. Join us next week for another episode of Let's Talk Avatar. We We love love the Unagi. Unagi.